Jesus Bible and Current Events from a Christian Perspective, Battling Spiritual Wickedness in High Places, One Podcast at a Time. This is the High Places Podcast. Hello everyone, this is Jim. So, um, people listen to podcasts while they're doing different things. Uh, perhaps you're listening to this as you're driving to work, uh, sitting in traffic maybe, uh, maybe uh, tuning in, tuning out, thinking about what you have to do during your day. Maybe you're listening to this at night after you've had a long day and you're just settling in and relaxing before going to bed. Maybe you're uh, out for a walk, uh, enjoying the fresh air and the scenery, getting a little exercise. But I want you to think about uh, a person that um, heard about in church yesterday, a friend of a young lady who goes to our church. Um, She actually mentioned him a couple weeks ago during our prayer time. Uh, He is a... uh, uh, yet another one of these uh, gender-confused folks. Um, although I'm sure, um, like the rest of us, uh, he has uh, more than one sin in his life. Um, but she had been uh, talking to him about uh, eternal things, about Jesus. Um, uh, apparently he uh, was diagnosed with cancer and found out yesterday that he died at 19 years old. And so uh didn't sound like there was any uh, deathbed conversion. So while we're all doing our things right now, I'm sitting here uh, talking to you folks. Uh, Alex is in hell at this very moment. And he's not thinking about what he has to do at work today. And he's not relaxing. And he's not enjoying the scenery. Alex is uh, quite aware of a couple of things. He's uh, certainly aware of the reality of the God of the Bible. And he is acutely aware of his sin and how serious uh, God views sin. He's also keenly aware of God's mercy and the lifetime that God gave Alex to turn from his sin and believe in Jesus to save him. He is now aware of God's mercy and the fact that he squandered that opportunity for God's mercy. And so the Bible says it's appointed to unto man to die once, and after this, judgment. So this life is the opportunity for us to benefit from God's mercy. But uh, if we put other things ahead of God, uh, if we love our sin more, and we squander that opportunity, then uh, there's judgment. 
and the only thing that people will be experiencing in the next life is God's fierce, unquenchable wrath. And so, all these things that uh, we talk about, uh, and, um, you know, a lot of times we talk about different things and people go, yeah, okay, but, you know, why are you getting so wound up about that? Um, well, here's why it matters. Uh, all these things we talk about, the sins that we see uh, every day, uh, are a serious thing. However, we live in a culture that um, embraces trivializing these things. But that's how the devil works, isn't it? In the Garden of Eden, right? You will not surely die. Disobeying God, sinning against God, isn't that big of a deal? The consequences aren't that big of a deal. Obviously, that was a lie back then, because Adam and Eve did die. They died spiritually right away, and they died physically too. But the devil keeps using that lie, um, that sinning against God isn't a big deal, and it works. And there was a time... Uh, in our country and in other countries too, where, yes, sin went on, but it was at least publicly frowned upon. It certainly wasn't encouraged. Um, but now we live in a culture that openly encourages sin. Where to start? Uh, we can talk about the LGBT stuff, but that's pretty much self-explanatory. Uh, we're told to celebrate those things. Um, but it's not just those things. Um, uh, it's other things too. Look at the way our culture um, embraces covetousness, materialism. Right? What, what is advertising all about? Uh, it's to make you believe that what you have isn't sufficient and you need something else. Look at violence. Um, our country celebrates, our country loves violence, loves violence. Look at how we entertain ourselves with violence. Television, movies, video games. You can pretend that you're murdering hundreds or thousands of people. You get more points the more people you kill. And it trivializes that. But isn't it interesting because... Uh, God flooded the world and killed all but eight people because the world was full of violence. And so people want violence? Well, God can take life too because he's the giver of life. Uh, he's the only one who's justified uh, in doing that, and he only does that to punish sin. And natural death is a result of sin. God offers life too. But... Um, we seem to love death more than life. Um, certainly more than God. Not a lot of entertainment, or not a lot of hours spent um, celebrating um, the gift of life that Jesus has given us. Certainly not compared to the violence. 
um, intoxication. Look at uh, all the legalized uh, drug use, legalized uh, marijuana now. Two-thirds of America uh, are in favor of legalizing marijuana. Uh, most of the Democrat candidates for president endorse legalizing marijuana. States have already legalized it, recreational use. Right, first they start out with, oh, it's medical, it's, you know, to help people with, you know, who are in pain and need help. It's always one little step at a time. And now it's resulted in full-blown legalization. Um, we have, uh, there's a, uh, family at our church. They, uh, their grandchildren live up in Canada. Uh, Canada's legalized marijuana. They're having to move out of their apartment because the apartment manager is smoking marijuana all day long and it's like wafting into all the apartments. And so they have the kids in these apartments. One of them's an infant that's basically inhaling marijuana smoke all day long. And not to mention the example it sets. Um, can you imagine someone walking into your home and giving your kids a shot of vodka? All you have to do is inhale the marijuana smoke to get intoxicated. And it's so funny because people, you look at all the stats around this, especially its effect on young people, how it inhibits their development, their intellect, all this other stuff. And, and, and when all this legalization talk happens, it's like, yeah, but it's just for adults. Oh yeah, because... Uh, adults have been so successful keeping alcohol away from minors. We don't have teen drinking problems. We haven't had that. <laughs> Did they really think it was going to be different? Of course they didn't. They knew kids were going to start smoking pot. Um, but because, I mean, but they have to say something. And But it's all with a kind of a wink and a nod. Because how do you tell a kid, um, yeah, this stuff is really, really bad for you. Uh, until you turn 18, then it's actually really great for you. Uh, I mean, that doesn't pass the laugh test. Um, but people tell themselves all sorts of things to justify their sin. Uh, people just want to get intoxicated, uh, even though the Bible says not to. Who is it? Uh, Kamala Harris gave an interview this week on, what was it, The Root or something? Some website? And she's talking about legalizing prostitution. They call it sex work now because it's work. And so it makes it sound a little better. But they're talking about legalizing prostitution. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good idea. And the, the, the ridiculous thing is, is that they say that, um, you know, they want to do it to, uh, to help the women and, uh, men and children uh, who are in prostitution, um, so that, you know, they won't be arrested. Um, I, and I think there was a poll done in 2016, Marist conducted the poll. 49% of Americans said sex work should be legal if conducted between two consenting adults. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so it isn't just the people running for president. Uh, politicians are, um, pretty easy. They, they reflect the people they're trying to get votes from. And so, 
if you tell a sinful culture they can have all the sin they want, um, you're probably you're probably going to get a lot of votes. Look at the uh, again the way we entertain ourselves, uh, fornication, uh, you know, TV dramas, and I have people hopping in and out of bed with each other. Uh, I guess sitcoms too, huh? Um, so God's prohibition against that um, hasn't impacted. People are entertained by this. Look at the divorce rate. Jesus said more than once, don't get divorced, especially don't get divorced and remarried. You're committing adultery. And yet we, you know, it's illegal. Uh, divorce lawyers make their living um, doing that kind of work. So there's money in it. Uh, used to be a stigma attached to it. Not anymore. There isn't a stigma attached to any of this wicked stuff anymore. Try to watch a sporting event on TV and not get inundated with uh, beer commercials. People hanging out at bars all the time, parties, and that's 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 supposed to represent the good life, the thing you're supposed to be going after. And so it's it's all just it's all just the the devil's way of trivializing all this wicked stuff. Um, even uh, was it non-video games? I know I don't know if this is still popular anymore, but it used to be what uh, Magic the Gathering, a little card game, and Dungeons and Dragons and all that stuff, where you're pretending to you know do sorcery, be a sorcerer. You you get you know. You get more power, you get an advantage over your competitors if you do this. The Bible calls sorcery a, an abomination. So, if you don't like homosexuality because it's an abomination, uh, but you're entertaining yourself with sorcery, uh, you might as well be entertaining yourself with homosexuality. And isn't that funny that, you know, people will... Um, entertain themselves with murder and fornication and uh, intoxication um, and uh, people who call themselves Christians and they defend it. But, I mean, if you were playing a video game where you like pretended to rape people, unfortunately those games exist out there. Uh, I think Steam has. I just read something about uh, a game on Steam like that. Would you entertain yourself with that? Well, no, people would think you're weird. But people entertain themselves with violence and intoxication, and they trivialize it and say, well, it's just made up. Well, so is a video game. And yet, you know, because we haven't quite crossed that line yet, but we keep crossing all these lines. California passed a bill a couple years ago, I think it was, um, making it illegal to arrest underage prostitutes. Uh, ostensibly, you know, to keep them out of the, um, the prison system. But all that does is <laughs> that gives pimps the incentive to put more kids on the street because they don't have to worry about them going to jail. So see, it's just like the devil. Um, when he tempted Eve, well, you know, the fruit will make you smarter. So they always push the positive, supposedly positive aspect. 
But at the end of the day, it's trivializing sin. And we are surrounded by this trivial idea that this stuff doesn't matter, that it's not a big deal, that if you put it in a certain context, that somehow it isn't as offensive to God. But remember, Jesus said that if you hate someone, you've already committed murder in your heart. So, um, the context uh, doesn't matter. It's still wicked. If I hate someone, I have committed murder in God's eyes. I didn't have to go out and cut their throat. And so, I don't have to go out and shoot 400 people. But I can entertain myself with a video game where I do that. I'll get the same adrenaline rush. My heart will start pumping. Or I can watch a movie where violence is celebrated. Oh, but it's the hero being violent. Well, of course. The devil wants you to think that it's a good thing. He wants you to think sin is good. Evil is good and good is evil. That's what he wants. Nothing's changed. And then people believe this stuff. Um, like our friend Alex, who so loved his sin that um, he couldn't he couldn't let go of it. Even if even if God'll grant him repentance, God'll loosen his hand from those sins and give him an obedient faith in Jesus. But he loved his sin more. I've talked to people, I know people, I have friends who, you know, they have a particular sin or they know somebody that they care about uh, that's involved in a particular sin. Um, I know one person in particular, he has a relative who's a lesbian and he's just like, you know what, I can't believe in a God who says that, you know, being a lesbian is wrong. It's like, huh. Well, it's like saying, I can't believe in a speed limit that won't let me drive 90 miles an hour in a school zone. Um, you can say that, but if you get caught, um, you're going to get a ticket. Actually, you'll probably get arrested for reckless endangerment. So, um, this idea that if we don't like facts, we can just ignore them. That's how trivial we think sin is. That if we don't like God's prohibition, then we can just ignore God. Um, but then we get to the end of this life, and we get to the next, and then you're in Alex's situation, where spending a lifetime ignoring God was not a particularly good idea. And I'm sure the devil is just laughing like crazy. Because he got it. He got it. Convinced him that sin isn't that big of a deal. That sin isn't sin. That sin is just who he is. That sin should be celebrated. And that he should be proud of it. And that what God has to say about sin doesn't really matter. And isn't that big of a deal. Except God is the judge. And he's the one that says what's a big deal and what isn't.
he also cared so much about us that he became a man and lived a man's life and died at the hands of men in order to save us from those sins. That's how serious God takes sin, not just the punishment side, but what it took to forgive us for those sins, to make the payment for those sins. It's that old line about, uh, you know, God spoke the, the universe into being, but it took the death of his son to cover the cost of our sins. Because God is a God of justice. And so we can trivialize sin, and the devil can help us trivialize sin. Um, but that doesn't change God's view of things. And so all these things we see going on, all of these things, they're just the devil's scheme to make sin look like not a big deal. Oh, it's something everybody does. Oh, it's just between consenting adults. Oh, it's not as bad as some other things. That's oh, just who people are. We should celebrate who people are. We shouldn't make people feel bad. I can tell you that Alex feels worse right now than anything in his life ever made him feel. So it's interesting in uh, Revelation, was it chapter 21, verse 8? But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. How many people think that lying and murder are the same as far as the punishment that they deserve or whoremongering or sorcery or idolatry putting other things ahead of God most people don't equate that with the same seriousness as they do murder um, but God does the result anyway is the same there are degrees of punishment but the result is the same they all wind up in the lake of fire. And the really sad part is, and I think we've talked about this verse before, but 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. That's a polite old English way of saying uh, homosexual. If you look at the original Greek, it's sodomite. Homosexuals, one who uh, lays with a man as with a woman. Verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So look at those things. Fornicators, we've already covered that. People just assume that, people assume that, why do, you, why do they have sex education in like junior high school now? 
because people are just assuming that kids are having sex, not not being married. <laughs> but talk about normalizing. When you go to school and the adults that you're supposed to have respect for are teaching you how to have sex, how serious does that make fornication sound? devil's doing a lot of work in the schools, isn't he? Nor idolaters, false religions. You know, look at the ecumenical uh, movement. Um, supposed Christians uh, embracing uh, other faiths. You know, uh, they're a different paths to God. They're all to the same God. They're not all to the same God. Another lie from the devil. Um, nor adult. Yeah, there's some there's any number of uh, quote-unquote Christian leaders uh, who, yeah, they uh, you know want to embrace Islam or Buddhists or you know this whole get along with everybody. Man, if you really care about these people uh, of these other faiths, tell them they're worshiping demons and God doesn't like that, and they're going to go to hell if they die in that state. If you really are a Christian and you care about them and you have a way for them not to go to hell by telling them about the one true God and what he did to save people? <laughs> uh, but again, are they trying to please men or God? Nor adulterers. Adultery is going on uh, with or without divorce all over the place. People don't think of it as much of a big deal. Homosexuality. Covetous drunkards. We've already talked about intoxication. Folks that die in that state. People who um, think they're saved but continue in willful sin um, and aren't looking to turn from those things. Using Jesus as a get-out-of-jail-free card so they can uh, take advantage of God's grace. Uh, they're in for a surprise as well. And here's the sad part, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Wow. That's the bit that the devil doesn't want people to hear. He doesn't want people to know that they can be freed from the bondage of their sins and the desire for those sins. Better than the lie that sin is trivial, God can wash us from the most abhorrent sin and he can sanctify us, make us more like Jesus. Make us just in his sight because of what Jesus did for us and the sanctifying power of his Holy Spirit. That's the truth the devil doesn't want anyone to hear. Because that truth is not trivial. God's grace is not trivial. His mercy is not trivial. And his wrath towards sin and those who reject his grace that isn't trivial either. So that's why all this stuff matters. That's why calling this stuff out matters. 
That's why seeing this culture and the things around us with eyes wide open, as God sees it, that's why uh, that matters. Sin is not trivial. Sin is not entertaining. Sin is not, I'll let people do what they want to do. People are dying tonight. They are opening their eyes in hell tonight. Acutely aware of their utter lack of holiness. Naked in their sins before God. Without the covering grace and glory of Jesus Christ. And the sacrifice he made to cover our sins. To wash us from our sins. They are naked in their sins before God. And there is no way out of their situation. Their second chances are over. They are where they are forever. They are hopeless. That is not trivial. That's going to do it for this one. God bless everybody. Keep your eyes open. We'll talk to you again soon.